Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. Ah, it's the 2nd of July, 2009. It is time for your Gitmo Nation audio publication, episode 109. This is no agenda. Coming to you from the undisclosed loft location in uh, San Francisco, Gitmo Nation West, on the Death Star limiting internet connection. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley in a, eh, probably a a location you could figure out. But you know, if you were Dutch, you could figure out Adam's place, too. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Uh, They've already figured it out, John. (laughs) No big secret. I'm like, what should we put on the door, honey? (laughs) So how... (laughs) We don't want anyone to find us. How did that happen? I don't know. Um, because I can assure you that I didn't tell anybody. No, no, no. There was a couple of things that were interesting. And what we're so talking let's, let's give it to people the background. Yeah, the background is that um, the Dutch press, both in a magazine and on television, um, spoke about the new love nest that Adam and Mickey are staying in, in San Francisco. And they had love, love, love nest. Love nest. And, they, <laughs> and they had pictures of, <laughs> pictures of the outside. They had the... Um, the exact amount we're paying in rent a month, which was oh, rather interesting, and that of course, that. yeah, that led me to uh, to a number of uh, actually it wasn't it was close enough though. Um, and then they had pictures on the inside, but what was pretty funny is I guess they got pictures from a website or some other brochure because there's multiple units in this building, and uh, luckily they got the one in the top floor, which I think cost seventeen thousand dollars a month in rent. So it looked like we have quite a love nest indeed. <laughs> Yeah, no <laughs> it was awesome. I'm like, yay! Please think that of me. So did they figure out that you're actually on the ground floor? Oh, shut up, John. What was disturbing though is um, I was moving. Remember that Friday I was moving in? Or maybe you don't remember. Uh, and, but someone was parking in our spot in the garage. Wait, wait, let me get this straight. You you <laughs> you say you were moving in. Well, yeah, I was I was moving our our suitcases from the hotel a to suitcase. No, 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 man. There were I had like I didn't pack everything up, so I just got some wardrobe boxes. I got myself a U-Haul, you know, real American style, and um, and someone had been parking in our spot, of course, because the unit had been empty for a while. So you know, people then just you know take up your spot. It's kind of the American way. And uh, so I put a nice little note on it saying, "Hey, you know, we're moving in as of today," um, and. Uh, uh, so you can't park here anymore, smiley face, signed Adam. Yeah, I should have signed it Gino. Well, that they took a picture of that. So they entered the garage, which you so, can't just uh-huh. enter, and they took a picture of that and published that as well. Well, you can if the door opens and you just walk in with the... Yeah, uh, but still, I mean, that's that's kind of a violation, I think. Well, I'm actually amazed. At what? You, you, I'm amazed that these guys have that kind of, you know, that they're 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 that they go that of, far. I mean, it seems to me that if these journalists or writers, or these people, no, 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 I would say these are not journalists. These well, no, are but not, I'm just saying, but they, they they at least they put some effort into. If they put as much effort into figuring out what was going on with the swine flu vaccine, yeah, thank you. Don't so, you think it would benefit the public? No, no offense to you. No, I understand or, what you're saying. Uh, who cares? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, they've already got you all covered. To, what difference does it make to have another picture of you or a picture of a, of a note when you could be fine? You, if you're going to put that much effort into it, I just don't get it. Well, I mean, there's good stuff out there to be, oh, you know, to, to be to be dug up if you put a little work into it. And no, they'd rather you know look for somebody's uh, you know handwritten note uh, just to. You're for a so right, bag. John. You're so right. In fact. Uh, 
I will say that in the 35 minutes of preparation I do for this show, you know, I get up around 6.30, I have breakfast around 7, 7.30, you know, quarter to 8, you know, I'm kind of prepping. And I, all I have to do is just go through the list of emails, and I know everything about the forced vaccinations, the code red the CDC is calling for, and, of course, uh, the swine flu, which is going to kill us all. And I know that in 35 minutes. These guys actually have to send someone to San Francisco <laughs> eight eight thousand kilometer journey. There must be a stringer out here who does that stuff. Yeah, no. Well, you know what? It's it's a little more frightening than that because, um, of course, everyone today is a stringer, and anyone who has a camera, anyone who has a video camera, and we are being followed constantly by people. It's it's a little annoying, I have to say. Yeah. Well. You know, particularly for a woman alone, if Mickey's walking around on the street alone no, I, and, she's, I, I, and she feels these guys walking behind her, you know, and that she turns and she sees him taking pictures of her, you know, it's, now she could, of course, beat the crap out of any guy. I'm pretty convinced, um, but still, it's uh, it's it's, uh, well, they, it's they, that's a shot you want to get, though. Well, that's the one we're going to have you uh, take so that you can hey, make, some, make some real money. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, we were taking pictures of of uh, me and four burly men. Hoisting uh, a, a nine foot tabletop up over the balcony. And those are available for sale for any of the Dutch press that <laughs> wants to get a John hold of me. At dvorak.org. You know, the I two also th- have a movie for you if you want to pay for that. <laughs> the two of those guys are cage fighters. Oh, really? Yeah, and they, and they have cage matches uh, someplace on Folsom. They're going to send me an invite. I'll go watch that. I'll go watch a, a local uh, cage fight. Oh yeah, match. those are those guys. Well, they you know they seem like the typical nice guys who like to fight, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always good for them to be my friends. Exactly, <laughs> the, the kind of guys you want to have as friends in a bar. Yeah, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I go to see a cage a local one. That's because that's you know these guys are obviously amateurs. I didn't know there yeah. was that many levels of cage fighting that you would have uh, amateur. Uh, areas. Well, it is, and I think the only. Uh, uh, the only um, difference between professional and amateur is you can't. Uh, there's no headshots, so you can kick and punch and do everything uh, below the below the head, the chin. I presume. You know, I've, I've, I, I did I mention this before? I used to. You know, I saw. Oh, wait a minute! Group. Don't tell me you were a cage fighter, John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I when I was exactly, a kid, <laughs> is that guy look exactly one? So uh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> you do look like a cage fighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, washed up one so um when i was when the cage fighting where the ultimate fighting it used to be called first began yeah uh they've changed the rules so much that i think it's been somewhat watered down it began originally as as some guy's idea to to test the various martial arts um schools it was supposed to be a combination right of karate kung fu no uh, actually originally it wasn't it was supposed to be you can put a karate guy a, a brazilian karate guy up against a korean or a you know Korean karate guy or a Chinese karate guy against a, a jiu-jitsu guy against all these different schools of, oh, of martial okay. arts. Oh, okay. It was to, to see which, which one was better. Best. Right. I got you. Okay. Makes sense. And it, yeah. it, it started with no with no rules. In other words, you could do whatever you wanted. And so, so a couple of things happened. One of them is that the no, no rules thing uh, turned out to be kind of problematic because what <laughs> and I saw one of these matches. People were like dying, weren't they? <laughs> no, well, it was more. It was more like this. You get first, you find some way to knock the guy down. And once you got him down, then you got him in some position where you could just pound his balls as hard as you can over and over and over again with every all full force. And you cool. just, saw this match. the guy's down on his he's down and once you hit him there once, he can't move because it's paralyzing. Oh man. 
And so this is what there's an early case, ultimate finding. I'm watching this thing and I'm going, my God, how did they, what what is this? And this guy's just pound, 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 <laughs> pound, pound, just giving it to this guy. And then, and then of course, they stopped imagine this guy couldn't get up for an hour. Two hits to the groin, and he'll never have kids. <laughs> uh, now, uh, so they they started to say, "Well, we, maybe we should change some rules because more than one or two guys started doing this." Because yeah, it you seemed, think it's pretty effective. <laughs> so there oh, was man. the rule. So that, and so then, uh, then they, then I think this was maybe about around nineteen ninety nine or so. <laughs> they um, all of a sudden, this one guy came through the ranks. Not that I really follow it that closely, but it doesn't take. It's not really a difficult sport to follow. Uh, some guy came through the ranks who was Greco-Roman wrestling, yeah. and this is not really what they wanted for martial arts, you know. And but this guy, all he could, once he got you down, you were doomed. You, there was nothing you could do because he knew all these crazy moves that he could get you, and then they, then they always ended up in a chokehold, which is a, a specific hold that that, that, cuts that chokes you. Yeah. No, it cuts the blood supply to the brain. Actually, and knocks mm. you out. And uh, yeah, isn't and that it, the definition of choking? Well, choking is to stop you from breathing, I think. But it would be beside yeah, the point. Big difference. The, the point is, is that there's a uh, this this Greco-Roman guy was just beating everybody because you know the the guy being this karate stance and he just dive for his legs, <laughs> guy goes down, boom, match is over. So they said, oh, you know, this is a little. It's sort of guy, it sucks. Getting, we, they, the match has got to be longer. Yeah, they got really boring with this with this these Greco-Roman guys, and it was like changing the whole idea of the martial arts, mixed martial arts, MMA, they like to call it. And so then they changed the rules again, and now they got it. So it's kind of you know it's fairly interesting, but it, you know real fans of of people beating each other up uh, still well, you know boxing is really the great sport. Although the the Ultimate Fighting is still alive and well in uh, Japan, and the Tokyo Dome sells out, and that thing is huge. Was the Tokyo Dome like one hundred and fifty thousand people? Can sit in that thing or yeah i don't know what you could see from a distance like oh, that but it's, well they have screens but it's huge I, I know a couple of dutch guys who uh, who are ultimate fighters and they make huge money going over there it's uh, it's a real business if you like getting your nuts grabbed and <laughs> anyway so severely anyway that's kind of it so um uh, wow there's so much news john yeah, I know we got a lot of emails this week, like lots. Yeah. And, I, you know, if we could even get to half of it today, it's going to be a miracle. Well, first, the main, I'm well, sorry, go ahead. What is your well, main news? I, you know, well, I, the, the two things that I find interesting or the most interesting are the labeling requirements of the uh, new uh, greenhouse gas bill. Uh, and the other one is, of course, the uh, we have a lot of inf- interesting information That's about the, the swine flu vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Including an insider's uh, a little input from an insider. There's one other thing, because yesterday there was some actual news which covered up the real news. Uh, I don't know if you even heard it, um, but uh, yesterday U.S. troops withdrew from all Iraqi cities. Was that yesterday or the day before yesterday? That uh, June 30th. No, the, the I'm sorry, the day, the day before. The media decided not to cover it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the media reported it uh, sometime yesterday. Uh, but, of course, it covered up the real news, John, which uh, is that uh, British Petroleum and China have won the right, I love that, won the right, to develop Iraq's Rumalia oil field. And that is the the real news. I guess there was some kind of bidding, and uh, this oil field may, according to Reuters, may yield $1.7 trillion in profit over the next 20 years. Mm. Amazing. So I guess it was about oil after all. 
You, you think? You think? <laughs> so, so I set you up for that one. <laughs> so the, um, that'd be actually a good sound clip, you think? So uh, I, That's the, my ringtone. So, so the British-Chinese deal goes through, and then we decide, okay, we can leave now. Well, I think it was probably orchestrated differently. Like, why don't we make a big news report that we're all going to leave, and on the same day, we'll give these rights to BP in China? I think well, that's actually, what the funny thing is, is that neither one of those things came to the to the to that, the top. That the- is what's so amazing is that you know because I heard this withdrawal. I had a cab driver yesterday who was the quintessential pissed off San Francisco. I mean, this guy could be on Cranky Geeks. You know, uh, born and bred San Francisco, um, really dis- disenchanted with everything. He's like, yeah, you know, our country, you know, we go and kill people. And then he starts mumbling about, uh, yeah, well, you know, now we've withdrawn from all the cities in Iraq. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. You know, this guy's got his AM radio on. <laughs> Listen to all kinds of reports. And I heard it from him. I didn't even hear it on the, quote, real news. Yeah, well, you know, the right-wingers were talking about it and there was a, uh, on all their talk shows. And the thing that's interesting was uh, there's a couple of theories about why the main media didn't t- t- bring it up a couple of notches. And, <laughs> did, like, Britney, Britney, did Britney Spears do something? No, it was like their, uh, uh, you know, the, the mainstream media, uh, which is what M- mainstream, MSM, MSM, the MSM yeah. They decide, you know, in some, you know, the New York Times, of course, is the is the is the is the leader of the cult. And the, so whatever the paper they do. of record, yes, of course. So whatever, they, whatever they apparently just, they the decided tone. that it was so embarrassing for Bush to stand in front of that mission accomplished sign that they didn't want to put Obama in a situation where it looked <laughs> like mission accomplished, <laughs> where it looked like he had done something that he's going to be, you know, that they're going to have to backtrack on. Before before we get to um, the labeling and the swine flu, and the swine flu will probably take up uh, a, a, quite a majority of the show, something happened yesterday, which I got a clip uh, from C-SPAN. Um, and this is about the, the town hall meetings that uh, President Obama is doing. And of course, yes, I saw, I saw one of them. He's going from place to place to place with his, with his, with his pitch. It's a sales pitch. In the, right, right. Yeah. Now, of course, our problem with these town hall meetings, by the way, I've got a lot of uh, kind of boomy echo in here. I apologize. i got to... Set something up differently. It, it doesn't sound that bad. Okay. Um, so what we've been harping on here on No Agenda is that these town hall meetings are completely set up. The audience are all shills. The questions are all pre-produced. And, you know, it's always about 13 questions, which fits perfectly in an hour. I mean, it's not a town hall meeting. There's no one standing up and saying, hey, yo, dude, I, don't, I, I got a difference of opinion here. So yesterday... Uh, two reporters at a White House uh, press conference start really late into Robert Gibbs, the uh, White House press secretary, about exactly this. And one of the two is Helen Thomas, which, of course, you rarely hear her anymore at all. Uh, I think she's just been completely re- – she still sits up front, but she's relegated to not speaking or whatever, or they've threatened her with two to the head. You know, I don't know what they've done, but you, you rarely hear her anymore. And I just wanted to play a little bit of Robert Gibbs, and uh, I'll give you the name of the uh, – of the reporter in a second. At today's town hall meeting, um, questions coming in on YouTube and Twitter and, and such, who, who decides what questions will be, will be asked? Uh, I think a, a group over at New Media is, is shuffling through questions. I think if you go on, uh, I did not do this today, but I think if you go on our website, you'll see some of those questions. And I think, Chip, at the end of the day... That's Chip. Do we know who Chip is? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen him talk before. I can't remember his last name. So he's he's gonna. So first of all, the answer. Oh, the the new media group. Uh, this is a town hall meeting, 
right? And they're, and, they're, and they're supposed to be taking questions through email and Twitter. Yes, Twitter. We take some, let's be really hip. Let's take questions from Twitter because that's really cool. When you, uh, have you noticed that uh, Robert, uh, that Gibbs uh, has kind of an adenoidal problem? Maybe because, no, it's, uh, I, because, he's, because he's snorting think, too much coke, probably. Uh, he can't see the breeze. <laughs> I think the questions... Uh, it's probably because he has swine flu. Uh, that will be read to the president. Obviously, he'll take some questions from the audience there. I think it will be a representative sample of the issues in this debate that we're dealing with. The audience is all pre-selected, right? Oh, see, now I like that. He's saying the audience is all pre-selected. You can hear this okay, John? Yeah. Okay, good. No, we usually just generally hand out tickets uh, on a first-come, first-served basis. In this case, the, the people were invited either by the White House or by the university. I mean, well, by, by the community college, well, as, as uh, explained. Well, if the university is, is very tightly controlled, it feels, I mean, the concept of a town hall, I think, is to have an open public forum. And this sounds like a very tightly controlled so finally, there's someone saying what we've been Yay. saying for oh yeah all along. But now listen he's to, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is that guy? Get him out well, of here. He's in the hot seat next to Helen Thomas, so you know he's fucked now. All right, <laughs> listen, listen. This gets good though because Gibbs really starts to to mess up. Audience and list of questions. Why? Why do it that way? Uh, how about we do this? How about you, you? You can ask me that question tomorrow based on what questions were asked, rather than uh, pre-selecting your question uh, based on something what? that may or may. He's such a douchebag. But, but, <sighs> but, oh, no, but it gets better. It gets better. Not, uh, come why why pre-select? Why not just open it up to people and allow any question to come in? Well, I, I, Chip, I think if you get on your computer from your email address, have you sent in your question? I think that would be inappropriate. This was for the public. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Are you not a member of the public? Well, I think if you were going to allow questions from the press, you'd have us in a prominent position over there and allow us to ask questions. Not, you haven't done that. Let's not get into the notion of where you'd be sitting if we asked you. And then uh, listen to all these other jabronis. <laughs> he made a funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the media. That's the, there you go. That's the media reporting on the real news, ladies and gentlemen. I hope I let you ask a question, but uh, well out of shouting range. <coughs> but you could email. Would you put my question in there? Well, I don't think so. Maybe. Have you emailed? I mean, this is a town hall. If you have an email. This is an open forum for the public to ask questions, but it's I not really open. open. But it's not open. Based on what? Based on the information that your staff gave us on how the audience and the questions are being selected. The questions are being selected by people that email on Facebook and Twitter. Well, they're not. I love that. Who email? <laughs> this guy is so hip. Who email on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, Gibbs. Hello, 2009 calling, dude. They're not deciding what questions actually well, again, get in. Chip, I, I appreciate, again, I tightly controlled. I appreciate, you know, again, unlike his town meetings all through the campaign. I appreciate the pre-selected question on your part. Will um, views? Yes, how about that? I, I think that's a, a very safe bet. <laughs> but again, <laughs> will there be dissenting views? I think that's a very safe bet. Oh, sure. Of course we'll have someone ask something really controversial. So, uh, how about we do this? I promise. We will interrupt the AP's tradition of asking the first question. I'll let you ask me a question tomorrow as to whether you thought the questions at the town hall meeting that the president conducted in Annandale. Uh, okay, here comes Helen. Here's now she's really laying into it. We have never had that in the White House. Yeah, I was going to say I'll let you amend her question. I'm amazed. 
I'm amazed at you people who call for openness and transparency. Oh shit. Oh shit, what's happening? Sounds like you got a loop going there. Yeah, you, you got somebody came into your uh, your secret love bungalow and screwed oh, up the tape. Oh no. Well, you, you oh, don't okay, have the rest okay, of help. It. No, I fixed that. I fixed it. You there? Yeah. Okay. Let's. I just want you to hear Helen, who, by the way, I predict now will have a heart attack any day. <laughs> Even if there's a tough question, it's a it's a question coming from somebody who was invited or who has screened. Or the question was screened. Uh, Chip, Chip, I, 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 let's have this discussion at the conclusion of the town hall meeting. Okay. How about that? Right. I, I, no, I think no, you'll no. be. Well, well, now well I'll be happy to have it now. It's a pattern. Which question did you object to Listen at the town hall meeting, Helen? It isn't the What's question? a pattern? It's a of controlling the press. Yes! How so? Is there any evidence currently going on that I'm controlling the press? <laughs> Poorly, I might add. How so? Well, and controlling How so? the public. By calling That's reporters the... the night before to tell them they're going to be called on? <laughs> that is shocking. Uh, anyway, so uh, you you can watch the entire YouTube video. Uh, the links will be in the show notes at noagenda.mevio.com or curry.com or dvorak.org. And I'm so happy to see Helen Thomas speak up. And she's it's, it may not be really easy to hear, but she's she's laying into him, man, and she's pointing at him. She's got that bony finger. <laughs> And uh, and she's Never so right. Before. Well, she's been around forever, so she would know what the what the patterns are. She, I guess, she's fed up. Yeah, but she's been so. But the rest of these people, they apparently aren't. Not, they're probably just pleased as punch to be in the room. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, it's a pathetic oh, group of people. We generally can be speaking. near greatness. We can be near greatness. It's so wonderful. Well, you know, the dam may be breaking. I mean, a lot of people believe, if you watch the uh, the TV uh, pundits, uh, there's a kind of a meme going around that the uh, that the press is, they've dropped, you know, they've dropped, their gloves are off. Kind of <laughs> oh, thing. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The press is now really laying into them. And uh, I think they may be premature on that because these guys aren't going to put up with that crap. And so she's going to be... Too the bad. problem is, you know, she's so visible. This is like, now they have a real issue, because you know they're having a meeting. You, you've, you've been in meetings. Yes. <laughs> the meeting goes like this. What are we going to do about this old battle axe? <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, I don't I'm know, man. We get, why don't we just move her to the back, man? Just move her to yeah. the back. No, 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 no. Let's MJ her. We can move her to the back because everyone will notice we moved her to a back, you bonehead. No, we're what else give, can we do? We're going to give her an MJ. Yeah. Which a, heart, is? a heart attack. Yeah, harsh and MJ. And by the way, I apologize to uh, Congressman Henry Waxman. Apparently, after our berating he received on uh, No Agenda, he was uh, admitted to the hospital in uh, Los Angeles after fainting in his district office. He had the vapors. Ha! <laughs> huh, I have the vapors. I don't feel too good. <laughs> Mr. Dvorak and Mr. Curry, they've been, they've been slandering me. I don't feel too well. <laughs> We need to revitalize that term, the vapors. The vapors. <laughs> it means so many things on so many levels. I really like it. The vapors, that is a good one. There's, a, there's another great video of uh, Henry Waxman from uh, uh, the movie Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Have you ever seen that, John? No, I don't think so. It's, uh, it's about the, uh, the baseball steroid hearings, and uh, I, I'm tempted to, to play a little bit of it just to hear what a bonehead idiot. He's not... Au courant anymore for us right now, but uh, well, let's just listen to a little bit. He's being interviewed about uh, 
uh, in his office about uh, about steroids and 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 it's like like he doesn't know he's being videotaped or something but he just he keeps he doesn't know anything and he keeps stopping and asking someone off camera if he's right yeah they always tell you that if you have a problem talk to your congressman lucky for me my congressman is henry waxman hey how lucky? are you i'm fine how are you well this is a satirical piece john <laughs> very nice to meet you chris bell he's the one who called the baseball hearings in the first place he's got to have some answers I think it's important for um, sports figures in major league sports not to uh, be allowed to use uh, steroids under any circumstance. And for young people, we certainly uh, don't want them to be using it. So the drug is a restricted drug. <laughs> drug. It's not a. There's not a. Um, um, let me. See. Brian, is it illegal to use it? It's illegal. It's legal in some circumstances. What's <laughs> legal medical prescription. Okay. prescription? So the guy is saying. So this is the guy who called for the actual steroid hearings. He doesn't even know if steroids are legal or not. It gets better. It gets better. It's legal with a medical prescription. And the other drug was the uh, testosterone or just well, steroids in general. I I think that they're they're also banned. Should, they're already banned in professional sports. Brian, am I right? <laughs> Speak up if I'm wrong. Okay. Well, these these products are already. We'll just have Brian as the congressman. Brian, wait. Listen to what he says about uh, alcohol and tobacco, and then I'll stop it. Cigarettes and um, and alcohol are legally available, but not if you're uh, under the age. When uh, and I think the age is 18 for both all around the country. Is it 18 or 21? I'm getting confused. What? 21. 21. Okay. So strike that. <laughs> He doesn't even know the law. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Any 16-year-old he... kid knows this. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Come on, we went Brian for the congressman. Yeah, Brian, really. you run. <laughs> Brian knows what's going on. I had to remind you of a couple of things, John. Uh, one was a quote on the street. Do you want to hear that, or do you? Oh, yeah. Set it up. Okay, so I'm walking down, your down this a little bit, please. Just I, I, you know, the funny thing is, I turned down already twice. Okay, do it. Uh, you're talking louder and louder as the show goes on. You notice that? You always do that. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's so I'm walking down the street. You become harder of hearing as the show goes on. What? <laughs> what? So I'm hard of hearing because the speakers are down to ten. Anyway. Um, so the uh, by the way, I'm not hard of hearing for my for anybody. By the way, I want to recommend people out there right now wear ear protection. When I was a kid and I worked in a sheet metal shop, <laughs> the first thing I was told was you had to take salt tablets and and wear ear protection. What are the salt tablets for? Because you sweat a lot in these oh, places and uh, you have to take have a salt tablet. That makes sense. Like a horse, and, uh, a pickle would do the job. You can just lick, you can just lick one of those horse things. That would work yeah. actually. Uh, anyway, so uh, the ear protection. So I always wore ear protection, and because I worked in these various factories, which of course no kid can do nowadays since we have none. <laughs> but uh, and I always then I, I carried that through college through the era of various kinds of you know power trios and things like that. I always wore ear protection, and, uh, and I still do, as a matter of fact. And in California, people don't realize, but every bar that has a band has to have those little things you can shove in your ear behind the bar free for the yep. customers. Yep. Now, uh, uh, I know people who are like like heavy metal junkies, and they're like in their thirties now, and they're deaf. and they can't hear anything, and they shout when they speak. 
because you know it's like when you have headphones on, you always talk too loud because you can't hear yourself. What? What? And so uh, I just telling everybody out there wear ear protection. So now I'm walking down the street and I'm <laughs> there's these two guys walking along, and this is one of the weirdest non sequiturs I've ever heard <laughs> came out of one guy's mouth, and I'm just was so baffled by it I had to call Adam up so because I didn't have a pen I couldn't write it down I my, I could have recorded it but I, anyway. So. And this is only something you would hear in uh, in San Francisco or anywhere near Silicon Valley, and I'm sure these guys were wearing Dockers. The quote <laughs> is, <laughs> when yeah, you're trying to make money, it's almost counterintuitive to be groundbreaking. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is a great when quote. When you're trying to make money, it's almost <laughs> counterintuitive to be groundbreaking. What does that mean? <laughs> it has no meaning I whatsoever. <laughs> I love it. Hey, before I, I, I got to hit you with some aviation news, and I don't want to bore anyone. You already said yesterday, well, just don't bore anybody with your aviation news. So, um, of course, I got I'm only, I'm only saying that because somebody said that to me. Well, yeah, well, enough for me. Enough about Mimi. Me. So, here's... here's <laughs> <laughs> or JJ. <laughs> so... Of course, I got a lot of uh, feedback, a lot of Twitters, people saying, hey, Curry, dude, you were wrong, or what's going on? Because after the most recent Scarebus uh, crash, we were supposed to have a Boeing crash in the ongoing airliner wars, which, by the way, on Twitter is hash airliner wars, if you want to tag it. <laughs> and uh, You started a meme. Yes, and so Yemen, the Yemen crash was also an Airbus. Now, I do want to point out that in between these two incidents, and that's what we call them in aviation, an incident or a day wrecker, bad day, um, Boeing, of course, had to delay the launch of their Dreamliner 787, uh, which uh, was probably because of some form of sabotage. Now, uh, you'll recall that we discussed specifically uh, uh, regarding Flight 447. This is the one that was on its way from uh, Brazil to Paris, that there was a Reuters report about, was it Mexi a Mexican airline, that these pilots saw a white flash at the exact moment that, uh, that the, all contacts was, was lost with, uh, um, with this Air France uh, Airbus. And, of course, I'm calling for more of this, uh, the, uh, the airliner wars, maybe another test from outer space. Um, and that it was nuked, that, you know, there's these electromagnetic pulse weapons that are being used everywhere. Now, a Dutch report, a Dutch report, a real Dutch, real news report, apparently there was one girl, a 13-year-old girl, who uh, survived this Yemen crash, and she said, just before the plane crashed, there was a huge electric shock inside the aircraft. So I'm oh, really? Yes. yes. And uh, I can translate it on the fly. The girl, uh, the only survivor of the, uh, of the crash on uh, Tuesday, her name is Bahia Bakari, says that as the, just before uh, the plane went down, she felt a, quote, electric shock. And then when she opened her eyes, she was in the ocean, in the dark, and she uh, hung onto a piece of wreckage, and uh, she was fished out of the sea. The, the, the French authorities, by the way, believe there may be another uh, child who, uh, who survived this crash, but was probably picked up by a, uh, one, one of the this many This was boats. a Yemeni aircraft. What would the French authorities have anything to do with it? Because it's an it's a Airbus. And it was on its and it was on its way to France. Are you kidding me? There were French people on board. It was landing on that island, that crazy island. Uh, it was going the other way around. You know what I mean? 
There were French people on board. That's why the French are involved. Okay. And by the way, isn't it coincidental that both Airbus, Scarebus crashes involve French people and French destinations or uh, departure points? And EADS, I believe, is partially French, is it not? Yeah, 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 they are. So, uh, hmm. So there's something to this electromagnetic pulse weaponry, and there was another article that I believe you were copied on, John. Uh, I'm going to pull this up. Uh, written by, this is from Mid, MidwestBusinessNews.com. Uh, Mid, I'm sorry, Mid, MidwestBusiness.com. Written by Carlini. Do you know this guy, Carlini? No, I don't know. Our, well, no. Well, he has this whole article, which I'm not going to read for you, obviously, but you do need to take a look at it in the show notes. Uh, and this is, um, I'll just read a bit of it. Chicago, North Korea doesn't have anything that could reach the U.S., or do they? The threat of nuclear bombs is such a remote possibility today that no one th really thinks about it these days. Is it really true? Perhaps you should rethink that threat when you see how many bombs could potentially come to your city. And it turns out that Chicago is actually a prime target for, um, I guess he's a, a local uh, Chicago writer. Um, and, and here it is. There are people on the conservative side saying, the conservative side, I guess it would be me, we better take heed of an attack of EMP, electromagnetic pulse weapons. These damage power lines, supervisory control, and data acquisition control systems, and commercial computers that would very likely be permanent due to fused power lines and lost data. And right, he has this whole... Well, but he has this whole artic article about how easy it is. To, when I've told you this, you can look up on the Internet. You well, can no, find out how to make an EMP bomb. When we, when we attacked Iraq, we used these weapons. Really? This is a weapon that's common to the U.S. military. Right, and, you, and, and it's, they're not hard to make. I mean, you could, there's, there's instructions on the Internet. I'm not telling you to do that, but there's instructions on the Internet on how to make one of these. But now it makes total sense why so many trillions of dollars are being poured into the, quote, upgrading of the grid. Ah, right. That's possible. That's, now, that's why the smart grid has to come into play because it has to be protected against an EMP right, weapon. But nobody wants to talk about that. No, of course not. It's, there's, it's that, scary. Actually, there's no other reason for the smart grid the way it is being described because we've discussed this before. By the way, somebody says that the stream is extremely loud. Is probably why I had to turn my sound down. Um, it's. Uh, um, I think I'm output. Well, I think I'm outputting regular. regular well, nobody's strength. complaining about it in terms of its quality, so I'm not too concerned. Okay. Well, then turn your volume down, uh, people who are complaining. Turn down your. <laughs> now he sees doing it to everybody. <laughs> I'm turn. In fact, I'm 10 dB louder. 10 dB is louder than John, so you can hear me better. Yeah, that's what that's what Leo likes to do. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> just because he's not in the country, you say that you pussy. No, he's actually still here, but I don't think he's listening to us. <laughs> Although he does listen to the show, I caught him. Oh, really? Time, so, yeah. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, no, that would make sense because that I'm going to talk to my. I, I've got some uh, engineer at Falcon Electric, the guys who make the UPS devices, and they make a you know a, a certain type, a very high end type, and uh, I'm going to ask him about if what do we have to, what kind of device would we need. And this is just a personal thing to protect our computers. <laughs> if, some, right. if there was an e EMP pulse that was like blast, you know, pumped in front. So, you know, but, in the but John, even, even if we get something to protect the computers, the internet will be down. I mean, lines will be yeah, fried I know, but at everywhere. Least I could do some writing, you know, in the dark. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I'm always hopeful that with, you know, as long as we could protect our computers and our Wi-Fi cards, we could create some form of meshed network and could still kind of function. Uh, I'm well, pretty sure we probably, could Yeah, you could probably out. mesh your way to some connection that, that was hooked to the net. I mean, it's not going to be obviously not taking out the whole net. You're taking out areas. Right. But, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I'll just add on to By that. By the way, North Korea is not doing anything. Give me a break. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I, I will just add to that. that I'm, a bogeyman. I will just add to the EMP that I am convinced that EMP were EMP weaponry were used uh, on nine eleven. Yeah, well, that's what you like to think. Huh? It's possible. I mean, but the point is, is that there is uh, EMP. We do use it, and they've talked about. It. They don't talk about it in a lot of detail. But when we attacked Iraq, and I think uh, even during their first war with Kuwait, we send these EMP weapons out, which are sent out near all the radar installations. Yeah, don't it, have and it blows them out, right? Yeah, it just blows them out. It just fuses them so they don't work anymore. You don't even have to hit them. And, uh, and just, you know, but you, I don't know that they've done it. I, I don't know what they did if they did it over the city or not, but because, I mean, I know they had a lot of trouble in the first, second Iraq war to uh, get the power back to people. It took weeks. So maybe there was something going on there. But that, of course, is not uh, not the biggest of our problems. The real problem is the... Uh, clear prospect of forced vaccinations coming down the pipeline for this bullshit swine flu. And, of course, the vaccinations in combination with eating of uh, ingesting of genetically modified potatoes, i.e. French fries from places like McDonald's, uh, that is truly going to kill most of us. <laughs> and I was talking with I was talking to Mickey about this uh, last night. <laughs> This crazy theory. By the way, this theory is not yet uh, does not yet have the stamp of full approval. No, no, but but, I, but, but I it's like got it. half a stamp. It's got half a stamp. And she said something very interesting. She said, "So if the biggest problem on earth, I love this woman. If the biggest problem on earth is is uh, overpopulation, um, so it's, I guess it's not really bad if we kill a whole bunch of them, right?" <laughs> Yeah, let's not eat any French fries. Oh, yeah, there's, there's the Dutch in her. <laughs> that totally. She meant so well. That's <laughs> the Dutch. You know, well, you know, the Dutch are they're basically are essentially that way. The Dutch are getting screwed. The, um, you know, the, uh, at first, the, uh, the Minister of Finance, Wouter Bosch, who is this, God, you just want to slap the guy when you see him. He's like, oh, the credit crunch, it, it's going to pass our country, no problem. Boom, right? Bailout of Fortis, boom. Bailout of ABN AMRO, I think it was three or four trillion euros. And then it was like, okay, we're all done, we're all safe, we're all good now. Boom, another two trillion euros just yesterday lent to ABN AMRO. It's, <laughs> people are going, huh? <laughs> huh? What's that? Meanwhile, in real news, Adam Curry, Patricia, still divorced. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a microcosm, dude. It's a uh, microcosm. A what happens? A fractal. Thank you. It's exactly yeah. what it is. And you happen to be part of it now because of your uh, your uh, what, what, what your, your 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 I don't know what the word is. Domestic issues or whatever. There, there's a really good word that I can't come up with. I'll come up with it for the next show. <laughs> so anyway, so the, the swine flu stories are all over the place. And the, late, the one that really got my attention this morning, somebody sent in. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't credit him. But I'll, I'll actually blog it and credit him there. I might have it. The t 600 million doses of fl swine flu are needed for the U.S. And I'm looking at this that's, thing that's, going, that's, that's exactly what they're doing in every other country. Two for each individual. 300 million people, two doses, forced vaccinations coming your way.
It's ridiculous. They're not going to pull it. They're not going to get away with it. Well, do you mind if I play you a little piece of video from... Um, this is an official speaking uh, on behalf... Let me just get her name and then I'll fast forward to the relevant bit because she actually explains how the forced vaccinations will take place, what rights the U.S. government already has as of today to enter your home, to quarantine you, and to give you a forced vaccination. Are you interested, John, in hearing how that works? I'd rather talk about Britney Spears. <laughs> Hold on. Play it. This is Barbara Lowe Fisher, President, National Vaccine Information Center, which I'd never heard of before. My name is Barbara Lowe Fisher, and this is a vaccine commentary brought to you by the National Vaccine Information Center. Could you just look that up, John, while I'm playing this? National Vaccine Center. What was it again? It's the uh, National. Hold on. The National. Let me get it again. My name is Barbara Lowe Fisher, and this is a vaccine commentary brought to you by the National Vaccine Information Center. The National Vaccine Information Center. This, uh, this is from June 17th. I'm just going to give you a little bit of the intro, then I'll fast forward to the good bits. Today I want to talk about swine flu. Because every <laughs> Hi kids, today I want to talk about swine flu. Bonjour Lene, bonjour Monsieur le Professeur. Today we're being warned by doctors at the World Health Organization and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control to worry a lot about the new influenza A virus. God, that she does that so well. Worry a lot, as she emphasizes that. It was first identified in Mexico in April 2009 and is being called the new swine flu. It's the new swine flu, by the way, because swine flu already existed uh, many years ago. As yeah, they got to keep renaming it. Yeah, oh, it, it's, it's, it's called the novel swine flu, I think is what they call it, which kind of cracked me up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, novel indeed. The World Health Organization says that 76 countries have reported more than 35,000 cases. All right, so first she goes through a whole bunch of stats and she talks about all the scary stuff and how many people have died, et cetera, et cetera. But then she gets into the real meat of this stuff. Um, is that there are signs people born before 1957 may be naturally protected. Oh, John, you're safe. And at lower risk of being infected. Why? <laughs> Why? Because they're cranky cocks. Because those of <laughs> us they'll bitch and moan. They'll bitch and, they'll bitch and moan and won't take their vaccines. That's why. Caused by similar influenza strains that circulated. Hold on. Now caused by calls by U.S. health officials to give American children the first doses. Okay, okay, okay. Here it comes. Have been insisting for the past few years that every child from six months to age 18 must get an annual flu shot. Second, there are now calls by calls by U.S. health officials to give American children the first doses of experimental swine flu vaccines in the school setting. In the school setting, okay? I just want you to pay attention to what she is saying here. So experimental flu vaccine in the school setting, which means if your kid doesn't have a vaccination, no school for you, no soup for you. This is because the response by doctors at the World Health Organization, who immediately went into high gear within days of identifying the new swine flu virus emerging out of Mexico, declared a public health emergency. Now they have raised the pandemic flu fear alert to phase six, which is the equivalent of the U.S. Homeland Security's code red warning of oh, imminent brother. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Can you believe that shit? This is the equivalent of a code, code red. red. Rip, rip, code red, code red. We have terrorists, code red. Doctors at the CDC who followed the lead of the World Health Organization have done the same and are exercising unprecedented power that Congress... Listen to the power. Chris handed over to them after September 11, 2001. Whenever the CDC now declares, declares a public health emergency, 
That declaration allows the Food and Drug Administration to permit emergency use authorization for drug companies to fast track creation of experimental drugs and vaccines. Okay, hold on a second. So first of all, the Food and Drug Administration, we know who has a brand new director, Peggy is her nickname. She's the one who immediately discredited uh, Zycam and uh, and basically bankrupted that company, which is kind of an organic type of thing that uh, doesn't even work as far as I'm concerned. John swears by it. So the Food and Drug Administration now has unprecedented power to not only fast-track vaccinations being made, but listen to what else they can do. Well, they said it fast. Go ahead. They said fast-track experimental drugs. Yeah, listen. Listen to what, listen. I'm going to, pl- I'm just going to rewind it a little bit. This will, this will freak you out. Food and Drug Administration to permit emergency use authorization for drug companies to fast-track creation of experimental drugs and vaccines that do not have to be tested as thoroughly as vaccines that go through the normal FDA licensing process. Which is already so incredibly good, like Gardasil, which is killing young girls. In this case, Congress responded to the public health emergency declaration by giving a group of drug companies $1 billion to fast-track experimental swine flu vaccines that may include whole, live, or killed, or genetically engineered human and animal viruses. Whoa! Genetically engineered whole? What was what did she say? Hold on. Genetically engineered human and animal uh, something Here it viruses that may include whole, live, or killed, or whole, live, or killed genetically engineered human and animal viruses, chemicals, and potentially reactive oil-based adjuvants that manipulate the immune system to boost the vaccine's potency. Whoa! Whoa! So this is a governmental directive, and I know exactly which one it is, by the way. Well, I'll tell you in a second. So that's what that's just for the drug companies. Now, how about the authorities? How about the federales? Could you please tell us some more? People who already have sensitive immune systems, such as those with allergy and autoimmune disorders, may be at special risk. Allergy, so that's why Zycam had to get kicked out. In some states, like Massachusetts, public health doctors have persuaded legislators to pass pandemic influenza legislation that will allow state officials to enter homes and businesses without the consent of occupants, to investigate and quarantine individuals without their consent, to require licensed health care providers to give citizens vaccines. There you go. There you go. Forced vaccination. They will bust your door down, quarantine you, put a big Make X it. on the door, and give you a shot. Make a clip of that part where they can bust into your house. Let's just hear it again so people can make their own clip. Here it comes. Vaccines that may include whole, live, or killed, or genetically engineered human and animal viruses, chemicals, and potentially reactive oral-based adjuvants. That may- what, are, what are reactive oral-based adjuvants? I have no idea. <laughs> I think we should look that up because I bet you that's the key right there. Well, it might be. Oral-based adjuvants. Uh, I'll give you some oral adjuvant, baby. Manipulate the immune system to boost the vaccine's potency. Manipulate the immune system. Whoa. People who already have sensitive immune systems, such as those with allergy and autoimmune disorders, may be at special risk. In some states, like Massachusetts, public health doctors have persuaded legislators to pass pandemic influenza legislation that will allow state officials to enter homes and businesses without the consent of occupants to investigate and quarantine individuals without their consent, to require licensed health care providers to give citizens vaccines, 
and to ban the free assembly of citizens in the state. It Whoa! Is, of course, <laughs> I missed that the first time. <laughs> I didn't play it the first time. I was holding back. I wanted to give you a little cherry on top. Ban the what was that? Ban the fr the assembly of free ban assembly, the free assembly, free, free of assembly. Yeah, free so assembly. you can't. Uh, you, so this is so unconstitutional. Where is the media covering this? America, Uber Allah, the this is the we are the media, John. We are the media. Apparently, we you are, are covering, the only guys covering this particular story. It's ridiculous, and it only has fifteen. It's scandalous. And you can't say, "Oh, we're going <laughs> to ban all assembly." Yeah, here it comes. Want to hear it again? Because she's saying it, and she doesn't even have a huge rack to distract me. To give citizens vaccines and to ban the free assembly of citizens in the state. <laughs> this is in Massachusetts. Yeah. The people in Massachusetts were Markey, by the way, is part of that stupid bill that Waxman wrote. You people in Massachusetts have got your heads up your ass to have these people pushing you around like this. Get Massachusetts, out. the fact that this would even happen in Massachusetts, and it's going to be obviously the, the countrywide, is unbelievable. Now, I sent you a link from the National Vaccine Information Center, which is a... Uh, which is the and you should put it in the show notes. Which is the vaccine harassment reporting form? It's a questionnaire. Let's see the the personal identifiable information collected in this questionnaire will be kept confidential. Yeah, Except that's why they want your photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please provide the following contact information: first name, last name, street address, blah, 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 blah. views on vaccines. So, what is the point of this? If you to would see like if to you're against it, so they can isolate you and come over and bust into your house and give you a shot. <laughs> I have no idea. It's the stupidest thing I've ever. This whole thing is. is oh, listen. Please describe what happened in your own words in the box below. If you want what you describe in the box below to be publicly posted on the Cry for Vaccine Freedom Wall on our website, please check yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hey, bot, botnet dudes. I know you're listening. Take this shit down. Nvic.org immediately. Take this one down. It's got to go down. <laughs> it must go down. You yeah, want to hear well, more of this? You want to hear more of this woman? Shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. She's she's <laughs> a, she's a she's better than a good comedian. It is, of course, important for pandemic influenza vaccines to be developed for voluntary use. By and by the way, I, I hate to say it, but you know who's who's uh, funding all of this? This is all Al Gore's VC uh, fund. They're funding all these egg companies that are fast-tracking vaccines. Now, I can prove that. Citizens, But what does this declaration of a public health emergency in the U.S. mean for you and your family? <laughs> well, you're going to die. That's what it means. By the way, this is, a lot of this is under PD-51, which a lot of people talk about, Presidential Directive 51, of which some parts are actually uh, uh, confidential, kept top secret. Um, so this this will be uh, national. It's not just Massachusetts. That's just a trial balloon to see if anyone uh, to see if those people of Massachusetts have any balls whatsoever. That's yeah, what it's there yeah, for. Exactly. It means that right now you need to become educated about vaccination, influenza, vaccine risks, and the public health laws in your state. Oh, I'm interested. Tell me more. You need to find out what your rights and options are under new public health laws that may require you and your children to get vaccinated or be quarantined. Go to www.nvic.org. <laughs> that's, that's the one you just mentioned. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, hey, if you're really worried about it, go to this website, tell us who you are so we can pick you out first and put you in the containment areas known as the FEMA camps. Learn more.
<laughs> Register now to attend the fourth international public conference on vaccination, October two through four this fall in Washington D.C. Yeah, let's not go there so they can sprinkle <laughs> RFID dust on you and track your ass. And help organizing your state to protect your right to make voluntary vaccines. You know, John, a year ago. Wait, 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 wait! Back that up and let it play. All right, I'm sorry. For this fall in Washington D.C. and help organizing your state to protect your right to make voluntary vaccination choices. Call and Wait a minute. State legislators. Yeah. Where's the, what, what, do, 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 for your right to make voluntary vaccination choices, it kind of counters everything she said before where they're going to force you to have the vaccine. That's what the, is, no, that's the whole point, John. Don't you understand how it works? So we're, we're supposed to scare you. And then, hey, you know, before you get forced to do this, you might as well go ahead and just get your vaccine now. And convince that's, yourself that it's you yes, really need it. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it's about. You elected to make public health laws that govern you and your family. Make your voice heard. As Department of Homeland Security officials are declaring that any disease outbreak is a matter of Homeland Security. <laughs> As Department of Defense officials this agency are declaring... This agency is a nightmare. Did you find out what this is, by the way, what this uh, Vaccine Information Center is? Well, that, it's that's, a, it's, that's yeah, it's a nonprofit organization, NDIC.org. Oh, I, I have not figured out looking at it who's paying who's, for who's it. Paying somebody, for it, obviously. Right, right. And uh, so, no, I don't know yet. It's going to take maybe somebody out there can do a little research. We can start with the uh, who is search and see who runs the thing in terms of the, uh, uh, you know, it's probably covered up by some, you know, one of we, these. We got, we got about 30 seconds left on the clip. Let's see if there's any gems in here. Demonstrations as, quote, low level terrorism. What? Hold on a second. What is low-level terrorism? Demonstrating. Homeland Security officials are declaring that any disease outbreak is a matter of Homeland Security. As Department of Defense officials are defining public demonstrations as, quote, low-level terrorism. As plans are being made to designate selected U.S. airports as quarantine centers through which all airplanes would be rerouted for passenger health inspection and as fast-tracked experimental pandemic flu vaccines are being created to be given first to American children in schools. It is time for all of us, whether we are public health doctors addressing what we believe to be a true public health emergency, or whether we are ordinary citizens simply trying to protect our health and the health mm -hmm. of our children. Mm -hmm. It is up to all of us to act. This sounds like a 1984 speech from a movie. Duck and cover. This is unbelievable. Yeah. This is the, the Ministry of Truth. <laughs> this is the... And, of course, nobody's covering it. No, of course not. Well, why and it's bother? right up. They're not even, they're not even trying to, to hide any of their intentions. It's just like, well, apparently nobody really cares what we do, so let's just tell them what we're going to do and see what happens. This is the old Green Bay Packers approach. Show them what you're going to do and then do it. Let's uh, take a look at her, um, at her uh, bio. Where she what's works. her what's her name? Uh, Barbara Lowe Fisher. So she comes across as someone who is who is against all of this, but I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm just she's not, not against anything. It. She's like a stooge for something. She's written well. She's written vaccines, autism, and chronic inflammation. From safety last to children first. Yeah, I'm I'm very worried about people like this. I really am. I wonder if it's the same person that does this food blog. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. Yeah. But I, as uh, best we can. But what, else, what is there to say other than what she said? 
Chris uh, Hallman, one of our producers, did send me a uh, another interesting article from the New York Times, of course, the, the paper of record. And uh, I'll just read you the opening paragraph. Of course, the link will be in the show notes. There's a new flu virus going around. It initially looked quite lethal and caused panic. Now it is clear that it has killed relatively few victims, and many of those have underlying conditions. It is particularly dangerous to be the possessor of a pushed-in nose, that is, to be a Pekingese, a pug, or a Shih Tzu. It is the H3N8 dog flu. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dog flu. The virus, scientists believe, jumped from horses to dogs at least five years ago, but has never infected a human. Yet. Yeah. Last week, the United States Department of Agriculture announced it had approved the first vaccine for it. So let's, let's get rid of all the dogs while we're at it. Yeah, because the dogs will keep those guys from busting into your house. Exactly. Are you sending me links I have to look at? Oh, yeah. Uh, no. You can look at them in your yeah, subscription. I, I don't want to read that one. That'll get, that'll get, me, <laughs> that'll get me two to the head for sure. <laughs> Arkansas State Health Department says mandatory vaccinations are constitutional. Would you care to hear the call that was made by a... Wait, 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 wait. Who freedom? is this? Um... Arkansas State Health Department says mandatory. This is a phone call on the 17th of June to legal counsel at the Arkansas State Health Department. It's uh, it's a minute or two. It's about two or three minutes long. If well, you, if you're interested, yeah, hold on a second. It's loading. It's one of those embedded video things that takes forever to freaking load. Uh, someone was very smart, and <laughs> it's almost like a prank call when you hear it. When you hear the answers, it's like, huh? <laughs> Frank. I think we should all be making everybody out there start recording your uh, conversations with all these people and start calling them up and asking them stupid questions and see what we can get out of it. You really have to. Let me reload this. Shit. Will they shoot me if I don't take a shot? Yes, I'm afraid they will. It's constitutional. We are allowed to shoot people who won't take the shot. It is, and it's all under PD 51. It is completely constitutional because you know the president Bush did all this. He he gave himself these huge powers. Okay, it's loaded. Here we go. Come on. Oh, what is this, Blip TV or something? Why does it take so long? Crap. Well, so what else we get? What else? Well, that's loading. Why don't yeah, you? Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that. What else do we have? Um, we have a guy who's working on showing it. The, you know, the, the, well, the, oh, the, ta the taxation thing? No, the the guy who sent us the uh, insider information about how they're you know these the, where yeah. the flu is being manufactured and they're making the box it's the it's a company that's making the boxes and how many they're making by the millions they're, I mean there's this is going ahead as scheduled. Do you have the uh, the email? I think I have. It no, somewhere. I mean you know he's going to send us some photos of of some of the <laughs> <Cool>. stuff <laughs> beforehand, and so when we get we get more data and we're going to probably talk about it more on Sunday. You know if we're still here. Yeah. yeah, and and again, if if you read in the real news, Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak apparently shoot each other with two to the head. <laughs> shoot each other <laughs> over some feud. <laughs> we were really angry at each other. <laughs> over, a, over a bagel at a restaurant. Oh, no God. psychopaths. This was, you know, quote, well, this was expected, says so and so. I, I, can, I, I, I can just see people doing interviews like, well, you know, Adam was kind of weird, you know, and John he was a weirdo. And, yeah, John was clearly, uh, you know, stuck in a sub personality he couldn't get out of. You know, they didn't call him the cranky geek for nothing. I mean, hey, go figure, right? You know, of course these guys would go and shoot each other in the head. <laughs> so, by the way, we do. Uh, we would appreciate now that you're hearing this kind of stuff. We would appreciate the um, 
uh, some uh, some assistance in so far as we are publicly supported uh we need to pay overhead among other things and we would like some donations dvorak.org slash na we have a diff- diff- bunch of different programs available and i think the no agenda library.com still has the uh, same page up yeah and um so if you can give, we'll have a list of people who are the $1,500 donors uh, uh, on Sunday, and we have uh, a few, and we would appreciate more if you can you know, help us continue doing this kind of programming, because you're not going to get, you're not getting this on uh, all things considered. You're not getting this, uh, you're not getting this anywhere. I mean, you're not definitely not going to get it in the newspapers, because they're part of the, whatever's going on. Part of the system. But, but it's just like, it's good information, I think, and it's entertaining in some funny way. <laughs> Hold on, John, yes! And now, back to real news. And of course, this is the stuff... You get in the mainstream media, Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmare just got worse as profits fall by 87%. Talk about a guy who is targeted. Oh, dude. This is, by the way, one of the reasons you want to be publicly supported by people who are, you know, fellow travelers in so far as they want to hear the truth. That's why we do this, by the way, and don't have sponsors. I mean, Ramsey essentially was put himself into a situation by running, you know, by, by putting his father-in-law in charge of everything and then, and then screwing over his father-in-law's daughter by having an affair with somebody else. And right as that happened, as soon as that news got out, all hell broke loose. Gee, I wonder how that happens. I think that the um, I think that uh, phone call has been jacked or hacked or something. It, it, it's it's not loading at all anymore. So uh, okay, well you want to, we can play it now. We, Sunday we can, we can play it on Sunday. We got more stuff to talk about this this whole thing. There was um, let me see from a concerned pilot. There's something going on in aviation, and this link will also be in the show notes at noagenda.mevio.com. Um, for private aviation in the United States, which is pretty much, you know, there's only half a million private pilots. It's not a huge group of people. And, of course, we view our aircraft kind of like RVs, right? You know, you get in your airplane, you fly somewhere, and, uh, you, you know, you do whatever you want to do. So now the um, the rules are changing. Just a hair, John, on the speakers. I'm really getting some slap back here. Um, the rules are changing where... Gosh, everything is loading weird now. You know what? They're on to me. <laughs> John, if all of a sudden the connection breaks, run over here and get this recording. Oh, no. John? Here. Okay. Yeah, we're back. Wow. Wow. They're so on. I, I, all of a sudden, everything is gone and my router is going down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think we got a little too close to the truth there, Johnny boy. Well, you, your last comment that I heard was the rules are changing regarding that. By the way, I think when we get interrupted like that, that I, that particular interruption, I'm absolutely convinced was part of it. Of, of when you tried downloading that clip, yep. you got you got sent to one of those edge technology sites that can't deliver, and it talks to the router and sends it bad information. It kills the router. This is what, I've been really about this in print. I, well. I'm yeah. trying it again just to see if that. No, if that... no, no. Don't try it until we finish the show. <laughs> this... Are we on the air at all? We may be finished regardless, John. 
like no. for real finished. You and I finished, done. No, I'm not over sure that's what it was. I, I, I used to, I had to change. So tell me about this. So there's a, an edge type thing that what are you saying? There's most of these most of the streaming technologies out there uh, use one form of edge technology or another to keep which is not appropriate necessarily for streams because what happens is the uh, you know it's like Akamai for example has a you know you're not when you're talking to one of the sites that's using Akamai say this is mostly for foreign users. You know you 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 get to talk to the edge of the internet rather than to the site itself and then, mm-hmm. and it seems to give you better response time and people stay on the site longer and all these other things the problem is is that some of these technologies and there's lots of them uh, are using newer protocols that aren't recognized necessarily by some routers mm. and so your router gets one of these things to say Bullets, okay i want you to a do a silver do, bullet yeah, it says okay. Well, give me the, give me the. Uh, what do you think? Here's, here's, a, here's a, here's a. Ta- send me this act, you know, to this, yeah. and then it will be on our way. And the router says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then, oops, I just got to freak out. Well, here and I have, just, here I have it, that call. I have that and call it loaded now. Locks the router out, and then the next thing you know, if you don't, and it, it just screws you over. It's unbelievable. We'll do the aviation stuff on uh, on Sunday. I just want to play this call because it's it's just so outrageously cool. Okay, this, a daily. There we go. So again, this is a phone call to the Arkansas State Health Department. Uh, we're waiting for someone to pick up at the Arkansas Department of Health legal counsel regarding forced vaccination. Mr. Robert, may I help you? Hi, uh, Mr. Breck. Yes, sir. Oh, hi. Um, I was given your number by Alicia. I had some questions. I, I left you a message. I think. I by could... the way, the way they got this guy does it perfectly well. You got to sound like a like a dipshit when you do these calls. Called Friday. I um, left you a message, but just that I'd call you back. Okay. Um, I'm looking into the uh, the vaccination refusal forms. Yes, sir. And I'm trying to find out uh, what the. I, I talked to a lawyer, and it's it seems that um, that is an application for a waiver. Is that correct? Do you know about these forms? Well, I don't know that it's an application for a waiver. The waiver will be granted if you just fill it out correctly. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's basically, it's not on the website, so I have to call in to get right. it sent to me. Right. And then the way it reads, if you read it, it says, right. I then fill it out, but and then I send it in yes. as a request for the waiver. And I'm not quite understanding that that. Uh, uh, what well, that is. I, I think what he, you're saying it, it will always be. Well, if, 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 if you've done it correctly and if it's done, I'll, I'll give you a little history on Please. that. Please. Sure, uh, if you got if you got time, I'd like to hear it because sure. I'm, I'm getting some feedback that... Um, it's like it's cumbersome or it, it shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, what happened prior to the passage of that law, which I believe took went into effect in 2003, Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, the only exemptions that were available in Arkansas uh, were a religious exemption that was very constricted as far as who it applied to, uh, and you could have a medical exemption. This is a big deal, uh, actually, because if you do not want to take, if you don't want to be forced with any type of vaccination, it's true that in most states you could only get it on religious grounds. Or uh, medical grounds, and it's uh, and apparently it's gotten very difficult. And the only if people not that were, could get now, are you talking for children? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm talking for adults too here. Well, I'm not just know, limited to children. It didn't matter. I mean, it's for the same. It's the same thing, though. Well, no, I, I can re- I can refuse a vaccination whenever I want. I mean, 
mean, I assume you're, are you going into college, or is this what you're asking, or what's the... No, I'm concerned um, about uh, mandatory vaccinations for the swine flu. Well, there is no mandatory vaccination for the swine flu. Well, if you read the CDC, you'd, you'd read that differently, I'm afraid. Well, I'm not saying there couldn't be in the future, but... Well, exactly, that's my point. <laughs> There's certainly so, nothing... This is a lawyer he's talking to. Well, you know, it's... And that's and that's very, I mean, that's constitutional. There's no doubt about it. Well, there are a lot of things that are constitutional that are being undone right now. So, Did you just hear that? He said it's constitutional. Yeah. Well, where is it in the Constitution about vaccines? Seems it's odd. <laughs> that is why I'm questioning it. This is law that goes back, uh, you know, 100 years. More oh, oh, John, please get the Constitution. It goes back 100 years. <laughs> uh, mandatory vac- vaccinations are... They're legal, and they're they gone to the Supreme Court. There's no doubt about it. That you're saying there's vaccinations can be made mandatory? Absolutely. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, because you're not only endangering. It's not as if if you refuse the vaccine, it's only going to affect you. It also could affect everyone that you come in contact with. Well, that's a that's an insane way to look at it from where I'm from the perspective that I'm coming from. Because what perspective are you looking at it from? Then? Well, I, I'm wondering why the Baxter uh, issue has nice. not been put in as part of this paperwork here, where it shows you know research on you know what a vaccine Baxter issue. I'm not sure what that is. That's the one where they had avian flu virus in the flu vaccine. I don't know about that. Okay. And sent it to 18 different countries. <laughs> and luckily, some some people tested it on some... We need more calls like this, John. This is the kind yeah, of stuff like our, our audience should be doing. This is fantastic. This is this is just fabulous stuff. A little bit more? I mean, it's long. We, we can't play yeah, the whole play thing. Another minute. I'm liking it. Animals before they administered it and, and caught it. Well, I mean, it's obvious that you're opposed to vaccines, but I mean... Well, yes, and, and we've got your number. We're coming. If you hear a knock at the door, you better open it because we're coming to get you. I have the choice. I am an American. You know, but surely you're aware of the great advances in the lives that have been saved due to the vaccine. Oh, we've saved so many lives due to vaccine. Not? Oh, no, I'm not at all, actually. That's a misnomer. So the eradication of smallpox didn't... That didn't well, I'm not... I'm, not, I, I'm more interested in... More recent things, like, but but I'm not I'm not trying to get into an like argument. Seasonal flu is not smallpox. Oh my goodness! This is this is how they do it. Well, dude, are you against polio? Now you're against polio. You want everyone to have polio? I do is protect myself, if you understand. And uh, I mean, I, I, what I'm trying to do is get to see exactly where you stand, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do well, recognize. The I'm an American, and I, I I have a legal right to make my own decision whether or not somebody sticks a needle in me. Well, not not when it is not that not true. People, I'm that's sorry. Not true. That's not true. No. <laughs> you got to be <laughs> kidding me. No, you. You really believe right that? As a lawyer, you believe that I don't have the right to deny a vaccination? Absolutely. <sighs> that's I mean, quite I, an interesting concept. And you're. I don't know what I don't know why okay. you're having a problem with that. What, what's your What's your problem, son? You got something to hide? Maybe we should drop on by. Hello. You don't know why I'm having a problem with that. No. Oh, okay. The law is very have, have you heard of autism? <laughs> the Supreme Court made it very clear, and it's been made clear several times. There's no doubt about it. 
Is that true, John? Has the Supreme Court made this very clear? I'm, that's why, I'm, while you're doing this, I'm look, trying to find that on the on the web. I can find nothing. And maybe some of our listeners over the next few days can find the Supreme Court case that that makes flu vaccines mandatory at the real request of the government. I'm not seeing it. I'm well, not finding it. I think it you should look at uh, Presidential Directive 51. That seems to be the big one that everyone's talking about. That it's all uh, it's all in there. So, if you want to hear more of that, uh, I'll list it uh, in the show notes. Yeah, you can listen uh, to the whole thing. And I would like to say, uh, I was asked, you know, we pretty much, uh, so of course this show brings no money in the kitty for uh, Mevio. Uh, Both of us work for Mevio. And I did want to say that if you want to become a producer and uh, not only create great programming like No Agenda or shit, if you want to talk about knitting, uh, we've got some pretty cool tools. And uh, you can make actual money. Ain't that true, John? Yeah, you can. And by the way, we do use the Mevio uh, services it, yes. to do the show. And although they, they they benefit by our numbers, but yes. they don't actually. Are, they're probably you know. Except luckily, Adam's the president, so we can do anything we want. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but we still need your donations to keep us alive. That's uh, literally Dvorak.org slash na. Coming to you from an undisclosed loft location on the internet that sometimes works, if we're talking about things that aren't evil, uh, I'm Adam Curry. The Incranet. Incranet. I'm, I'm in Northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. And we will talk to you again uh, this coming Sunday. Not quite sure what time, because I'll be in transit, but we'll work something out for sure. And you can hear more of this right here on No Agenda. No Agenda.